0: Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor.
1: Welcome to another hour dedicated to inquiry, reflection, questions, possibilities, philosophical quandaries, uncovering dissonance, and a whole lot more, all in our effort to understand exactly what enlightenment means and what it is to be enlightened. Indeed, an hour dedicated to learning something more about ourselves, an hour designed to help us go further inward, and perhaps challenge some of those old ideas about the world we live in and the people we have become. This is an hour for the open-minded, for where our search might take us may provoke a level of insight that may just perturb our notion of what is real, what is tractable, what is important, and more. This is an hour where we strive to evaluate knowledge as inseparable from the total experience of reality, and this is an hour where we suspend our foregone conclusions, recognizing that everything we know might just be wrong. With that attitude of open-mindedness, we hope to enrich our endeavor and shorten our proximity to that ineffable state called enlightenment. I'm Eldon Taylor, and this is Provocative Enlightenment. Okay, every week I read a few of your letters. It's just a small part of our way of paying respect to the importance you play in helping us to shape and improve our show. Last week our show was all about animal consciousness. For that matter, so was my newsletter. We received a lot of email and many animal stories, and I want to thank you all. Ron wrote, Hi, Eldon. I've been using your CDs for about a year now. One word, amazing. I recommend them at every opportunity and used them in my classroom. I just read your article on animal communication. It brought to mind one experience that I had with a dog several years ago. That night I was awakened by noise in my backyard. I heard my goat crying as if in pain and torment. I got myself up, grabbed my shotgun and flashlight and ran to the backyard. A large dog was chasing my young goat trying to corner her. I yelled at the dog, but it did not stop. I began chasing the dog as it chased my goat. The dog finally realized that I was there and it then tried to make a break for the gate. I cornered the dog, raised my shotgun, my fingers on the trigger. The dog's eyes met mine. I would normally, I would not normally think of shooting a dog, but that night I was going to shoot. In the instant before pulling the trigger, I said to the dog, ''Dog, you have two choices. You either come to me now or I will shoot you. The dog dropped its ears and its tail and quickly came to me. It put its head down as if in total surrender. I put my gun down and tied the dog up. Amazing story, Ron. Thanks for sharing. Did the dog literally understand the words, do you think, or did it read intention? We'll discuss intention today, but first let's go back to our letters. Rhonda wrote i am humbly grateful for the wisdom you have shared with such ease and contagious excitement well thank you Rhonda. dot wrote i have read some of your books and have to say that the timing on reading them and the help they provided for me was wonderful thank you for all the knowledge you have shared thank you dot angela wrote the resources on your website and your newsletters are always so embracing and uplifting so good to be able to connect in these somewhat disturbing and shifting times thank you Oh, Angela, thank you. Michelle wrote, Love listening to you on Hay House Radio. I often arrive at a softening, in quotation marks, even reversal of a previously definite, perhaps rigid opinion. Now, I like that. We learn when we are ready to give up what we think we know. Thanks, Michelle. What do you think about that, Rav?
2: I love that one. That one has a great deal of personal, um, I know, effect for me. Um, Based on your book that's coming out next January now, I get, you know, I get, I get advantages that everyone out there doesn't get. So I get to see things way in advance. You're not supposed to tell
1: people about that. You got the, you spill the beans now.
2: Well, I'm only telling them that there is something coming next week. And it is having great impact on everyone that reads it. And it is along the same kinds of lines that, you know, was outlined right there. Um, The fact that you can change your mind, the fact that we don't know who we really are. And that's why your work fascinates me. Even after 20 years being married to you, Um, I learn from it all the time. And every time I can make those adjustments, it's like, yeah, I'm improving. I've got a long way to go. But I am improving.
1: Well, I think that's what we're all doing. All right. Mary am wrote, I have been listening to your wonderful show on Hay House Radio. Greetings and namaste from Sydney, Australia. Well, namaste back to you, and thanks for the note. Okay, Nancy wrote, I just want to tell you, I get emails from Intertalk, and you have inspired me in my life, and all your words have meant so much to me. Thank you for inspiring me to live a richer life. Well, thank you, Nancy, for the feedback. You just gave me another warm fuzzy. I love those puppies. For all of you out there, remember, you can subscribe to my newsletter by just simply going to eldentaylor.com. All right, Lisa wrote, I am so grateful for your writings. I thoroughly appreciate your stories. They are insightful. Always make me think, ponder, and rethink. I understand what you are saying, and I believe the topics help me to find clarity in our world today. You remind me of a man who knows and feels grace. You communicate clearly your persona and your knowledge, wisdom, and heart. Well, the only thing I can say to that is thank you very much, Lisa. Jeannie wrote, I heard on Hay House Radio today a letter that was written by someone who has listened to Forgiving and Letting Go and how much it has helped them. I have been looking for something just like this. Uh, Jeannie is referring to our free MP3 programs. Among them is Forgiving and Letting Go, and and these programs are absolutely free for the downloading, together with several other uh, programs that are a part and parcel of of what we call our pay-it-forward effort. Uh, This is the real deal, the patented and scientifically proven Intertalk technology. They are not samples. This is product that we sell on CD for $27.95 every day of the week, as long as we can. Uh, we're going to make it available uh, to you without uh, without any cost. Like I say, just a part of our Pay It Forward program. All you have to do is go to Eldentaylor.com and select free programs from the left-hand navigation pane. John wrote, thank you for your understanding and caring in a world all too selfish and ego-centered. And Patty from our chat room wrote, this show is way too short. <laughs> Thanks, Joy. Well, thank you, Patty. All right, that's all the time for letters today. And actually, we gave him some extra time because we know our guest is going to be late to the show. So uh, I, I do want to invite all of you to opine by leaving comments on my website or by emailing me at Eldon at com, and or by joining me on Facebook. I do read your letters, even though we don't have time to share them all on the show. That said, they do impact our programming. Uh, indeed they influence the guests that we bring to the show so thank you i do appreciate your support and hope you enjoy our show you appreciate the support too don't you
2: most certainly. well
1: you should say that because you never do
2: i do i love it. i love them all i yeah we we do some really neat stuff and having the the team effort or being aware that there are lots of people out there and we're all working together right this moment in improving our lives or learning more, uh, I think it's cool. I think it adds so much more power, and there's the intention experiment. We have our own intention experiment going on right here, you know, just improving the world.
1: Well, and we'll get to that, too. So now to today's program. <laughs> and that, use I, like that. I will use definitely. that as my segue. <laughs> Is there real energy in our thoughts? I mean, are thoughts truly creating our world or part thereof? more than just by way of our expectation factor, but by way of literally meddling with a quantum in such a way as to manifest a material outcome. If so, what is the limitation, and what about those aberrant thoughts that we all have, but we don't want to admit that we ever had? Many would say that it is the intention behind our thoughts that give rise to their power in the universe. To unpack this idea a little, consider this. For Plato, and many of his philosopher ilk, uh, words are particulars that represent a form. So for the word, say, uh, virtue, there exists a perfect form that transcends our physical universe. Uh, It's kind of like the chalk triangle we all saw our teachers draw in geometry class. The triangle we saw never met the standard of the rule. And by that I mean, for example, the Pythagorean theorem gives rise to illustration by way of a right triangle. But the lines, no doubt, stray some, and the proportions are not exact, and so forth. Nevertheless, we get the idea, and even when we know that the triangle drawn with a chalk on the board is not perfect, we nevertheless understand that there is a perfect triangle that this theorem represents. Now, by contrast, for the structuralists, there is no perfect form. Words are words, and they have no meaning in and of themselves. Indeed, they only have meaning when assembled in a structure, a structure that we know by way of differences. Like the binary system used to write digital information, it is the differential between the zeros and ones, that scores a beautiful soundtrack on a CD. It is not the zero or the one in and of themselves. So from a structuralism perspective, words themselves are of little matter. So does this bring us back to intention again? Now, the picture theory of language argues that we know words by what they represent. Uh, There was a Border Collie that I heard about that can distinguish over 200 different toys. Call the name of the toy and the dog will identify it. Run fetch. Get it. You know, get me the purple dinosaur, and it's the purple dinosaur that we bring out. Get me the blue dinosaur, and it's the blue dinosaur. Get me the red uh, alligator, and it's the red alligator that's brought out. Okay. If you can do that, we can't really be talking about intent alone, can we? Wouldn't we think the dog is using the picture form of language? But then animals all seem to be able to often read our intention, our very thoughts. So perhaps the Border Collie is doing just that. But in reading the intention, is he seeing a picture? And are we therefore just saying the same thing? Well, what would happen if we began to study... The power of intention. Let's not articulate words, let's just look at the power of intention. Could we show that intention alone affects the world of shoes and ships and sealing wax? Well, that's just what our guest today has been up to for the past several years. Uh, she's not new to our show. We're waiting for her uh, to get back to her uh, home in London, England. She'll be joining us soon. Uh, We think at about 20 minutes after the hour, based on her last flash from traffic. Uh, She is the author of the book, The Field. One of my favorites, by the way, and, and we have discussed that book with her before when she was on the show, and we touched a little bit on her later book, The Intention Experiment, which is the subject of today's show. But let's let's take these questions to our guest after you know, well, obviously after she arrives to the show. But what I first want to do is invite you to join us. And if it seemed like I was stumbling there for a minute, well, I most certainly was because, you know, I've got some multiple stimuli going on here. I'm reading emails about where the traffic is. I'm looking at Skype messages about what's going on in in the, the chat room. And all of this while we're waiting for... Lynn to arrive and I tell you what we could do we have a caller on the telephone and and I'm not sure she's actually calling about this subject but uh, let's take that phone call uh, while we're waiting for Lynn we have Beverly uh, from Modesto California on the phone Beverly how are you today
3: I am great Eldon it is so great to talk to you I love your program they're so interesting
1: oh well thank you very very much thank you for calling as well do you have a question for us today
3: well, I do I have your your inner talk um, CDs and I uh-huh. just wanted to tell you that I absolutely when I when I first got them I didn't I thought oh this you know this isn't going to help me lose weight. I've never lost weight before. I just can't do it. And I wanted to tell you thank you, thank you, thank you. I have been just listening to them and uh, going about my business during the daytime finding myself just not thinking about food, not eating as much, and I know this isn't is isn't quite on the the theme of your program today, but I just had to call and tell you thank you.
1: Well, you are wonderful, and it is on the theme of the program, actually, you know, Beverly yeah, it, it
3: kind of is so.
1: you, you know what what we talk about when we talk about intention. Uh, Has to do a lot with, you know, what's that stream of consciousness? William James wrote a long time ago about the mechanical model of the brain and essentially debunked this Newtonian idea of the organ generating these thought processes that we call the stream of consciousness and it is i think that stream of consciousness that uh that does contribute to our understanding of what intention is that's where we for all intent and purposes do gain our understanding is by listening to our own thoughts so you, yeah. you are on point but just as importantly yeah. i i want to thank you very very much you just gave me another warm fuzzy i love those warm fuzzies they We're like
2: warm fuzzies uh,
1: they put me to sleep every night that's Boy. that is the payday
3: you are so welcome, because I, I I thank you so much, because I really, I know that it helped me, and I uh, I lost weight, and I feel better, look better, makes my whole life better, and I, I wanted to get through and tell you so much that, I, I have another one also, the Ultra Enthusiasm, but I wanted to lose weight so much that I always listened to that one first, so... Now I'm going to have the <laughs> thank you so much,
1: Elza. Well, that's I great I think for your you.
3: programs are just wonderful. I uh, I can't wait to hear you every week.
1: Well, and thank you, Beverly. Now I want you to do me a favor, okay?
0: Sure, I would. I want love you to, to stay
1: on the line uh, after the phone call is done because I'm going to ask uh, Rocky, who's on the board, or Joe, who's on the phones, to get your. Uh, your mailing address. I have a gift I'm going to send you today. Oh. I appreciate you calling very, very much.
3: Oh, thank you, Eldon. So very. I appreciate that so very much. I am so glad I got through to speak with you. Thank Me you.
2: Me too. Thank uh-huh. you very much. You have much. a wonderful day now. Me too.
1: Thanks. Bye. <clears throat> Makes you feel good, doesn't it?
2: It does. I really enjoy those. You know, that is a very common kind of the common kind of feedback that we get for people who are trying to drop a few pounds and they work with your program and you know i hear from people that say well you know i didn't think the program was doing anything but then i'd go to the refrigerator open the door to get out a piece of chocolate cake and decide actually i wasn't hungry after all or that apple looks so much better you know so it's those little habits those little things that change
1: so when i enjoy i think where weight loss is concerned is the number of times i've heard people say You know i never used to like water and i suddenly like water i just love drinking water and then i read the affirmations and i see why i like water my favorite of all time though i think we've shared this before was a a gentleman that walked in to uh, one of our bookstores and uh, he said to roy bay uh, uh, i have a complaint and roy said roy was as you know co-founder with me with progressive awareness and roy said to him oh gee i'm sorry uh how can I help you? And he said, well, I bought this uh, program from you, Stop Nail Biting. Uh And uh, it didn't come with a warning. And Roy said, "I, I, I don't understand what kind of warning Nothing in this program or on this packaging told me that I had to buy a pair of nail
4: clippers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Showed his nails. He'd been a lifetime chronic nail biter, I guess. So, you know, those are the great stories. I do also recall, while we're on this subject, uh, one of the more touching times I returned to my office and parked in my parking stall. Mm -hmm. that said reserved right in front of the building was this car. I didn't know the car. So I pulled in next to the car, and I get out, and I am going to tell these people they're in my parking stall. And the woman got out of the car, and her mother got out of the other side of the car, and I recognized the woman, but I, was, I wasn't I able to to actually place her. And her mother came around. She says, I have to give you a hug. And the daughter started to cry, tears coming out of her eyes. Well, the bottom line was, you know, we have a cancer remission mm-hmm. program that is absolutely free. We charge nobody yeah. for that program. This mom had been diagnosed terminal with cancer, and she had just seen her physician. She'd been working with the program, and she was cancer-free. And, you know, when I think about that still to this day, I think, you know, if that was the only person in my entire life that I'd ever been able to to work with using this technology, it was all worth it. It was all, you know, it was... So I I guess, you know, that's when my warm fuzzies really started, when I really realized that uh, this this is something that is so much more rewarding than what, you know, uh, what I was doing, carrying a gun, chasing bad guys, and that kind of thing. (laughs) I think we're getting close to getting Lynn McTaggart on the phone. We're talking about the stream of consciousness and its role in... Uh, what you can think of as uh, the intention experiment: Can we have an intention without having a stream of consciousness? Is there such a thing as, you know, the automaton theory? I mean, can we hold on it? There is a theory, but can we hold on to that classical mechanical theory about the brain? It it argues, of course, that there's no reference to contents. Uh, the stream of consciousness experiences are are byproducts of uh, of some uh, purely mechanical, chemical means. And, you know, the greatest minds haven't been able to wrap themselves around that one. They all walk away from it. And now we get some really good evidence is starting to show us unequivocally that... uh, Thoughts are things. They are creating. It is an energy creating. I think we have Lynn McTaggart on the phone. Our guest today is none other than the maker of intentions, Lynn McTaggart, Lynn is the award-winning author of five books, including the international best-selling Sensations, The Field, and The Intention Experiment, and she will join us in just one minute. We do have her on the phone, but with 45 seconds before the break, <laughs> Lynn, say hello.
0: Hi there, <laughs> and talk Hi. To you soon.
1: <laughs> yes, real soon. All of you out there, you'll want to stay tuned. You're listening to Provocative Enlightenment. We're discussing the power of intention. We will return after a short break and a few words from our friends. Be sure to stay tuned. Lynn is with us now and she will bring us up to date on everything that's been going on with the science behind intention and the intention experiments she has been conducting. Thank you. We'll be right back.
4: Close your eyes. Imagine your goals and dreams. What's preventing you from accomplishing them? Most often, we are our own worst enemies. I can't, I'm not good enough. It's time to reprogram that inner dialogue. Replace all those negative self images with, I'm good, I am powerful, I can do anything. Eldon Taylor's InnerTalk patented subliminal technology does just that. Researched at numerous universities such as Stanford and by governments such as Mexico and Germany, InnerTalk has repeatedly been proven effective at changing your self-talk. Stop imagining your goals and make them a reality today. Visit www.innertalk.com. That's i-n-n-e-r-t-a-l-k.com. innertalk.com.
3: Do you feel like you've become lost in a funhouse? Only seeing the reflection of yourself, past, future, and present, but unable to find the real you? I invite you to step through the doorway and onto the path leading to understanding of your mind, your choices, and the influences that surround you. Read Elton Taylor's New York Times best-selling book, Choices and Illusions, now expanded, updated, and revised. It will provide you with real-life examples of how you can break free from your current perceptions and begin your journey to how high is up. Get your copy today from all bookstores or online from amazon.com or barnes and noble.
0: Unlock the power of your mind. This is provocative enlightenment with Eldon Taylor.
1: And welcome back. If you just joined us, we're talking about the power of intention. But before we get back to today's show, I would like to remind you to please like, in the words of Facebook, our provocative enlightenment Facebook pages. Now we have both a club and a group page. Please join or like them both. They serve different purposes in facilitating how we communicate with you regarding upcoming events, freebies, and the like. And while you're there, I invite you to join me personally on Facebook as a friend. Finally, be sure to check out the free programs, and sign up for my free newsletter when you visit com. All right, let's get back to the show. I'm kind of excited now because, uh, well, I love this woman's work. I love what she does. Uh, I love uh, the science that uh, that she digs out. and she, You know, Lynn McTaggart is a journalist, and you wouldn't really know that. You'd think of her more as a physicist or a chemist because the material she writes is always very deep, and yet... Very easy to understand, written so that everybody gets it. I, I absolutely love her books. Lynn, welcome back to, to Provocative Enlightenment. How are you?
0: I am just great, and it's so great to be back. Thank you, Eldon.
1: Oh, my pleasure. How about, what have you been up to since we last chatted?
0: Well, what I've been up to was bringing the intention experiment to a live place and actually seeing, you know, what happens outside the laboratory. Up until now, we've been running many, many experiments, and I guess we'd run 20 before we did this, um, of experiments with using my audience to try to affect targets in a laboratory. So this time we wanted a live setting. So two years ago, Masaro Emoto, Dr. Masaro Emoto of Japan, invited me to do a live experiment with him, the first live intention experiment, and he was hoping that I would help him try to clean up Lake Biwa and show Mm -hmm. the power of its intention. Lake Biwa is the largest lake in Japan, and it's more or less dead center. So I was so excited about this, and he said, will you come um, in March? And he picked it as a, a particular day of peace and said, this is a perfect day, will you come to a special event, I'm I'm hoping. And so I decided to do this, and I asked Dr. Konstantin Karatkov, who is the well-known physicist, Russian physicist, who's done a lot of work uh, experimenting with the power of intention and Mm -hmm. its effect on light emissions from all kinds of living things. So I asked him if he would be the scientist running this experiment, so he was delighted to do that. So we, what we did then was to tie it into a, this live experiment at Lake Biwa. We tied into my website. So not only the 800 people who were present at the event, but people all over the world also participated. So it was very exciting. We had it timed so that the, my audience on the web would tie in to the experiment just as we were doing it live. So it was quite something. I mean, we had to go out the night before and get two big samples. I had to climb on rocks (laughs) in the lake um, (laughs) and and get samples of the water. And we brought them back to Constantine, and he had a bunch of equipment um, that would both test its molecular structure and also its pH. Now, the molecular structure, the reason we do that, and we've done a number of experiments like this before, is that there's been a lot of evidence to show that water is got a very variable molecular structure. Think of all those little molecules of H2O. Now, instead of clustering together regularly, they cluster in all kinds of irregular patterns, a little bit like pieces of Lego, And scientists, a lot of physicists have come to believe that certain structures of water create a more, a a holier water in a sense. A, Mm -hmm. you know, a more healthful water. Like the healing waters at places like Lourdes has a very different structure to tap water. And they also know that these structures can change very easily even with things like intention. So we wanted to test whether or not we can make this, we can really change the structure of water with intention. And we also wanted to see if we could change the pH, which means the acid or acidic balance. And the reason we wanted to do that is that water that has a higher acid, uh, acidic, uh, uh, sorry, it's acid acid basic value, uh, value, so acid alkaline um, balance, now, water that's more alkaline is more healthful. So we wanted to see where the pH was and see if we can move it, make it, make it go up. So I asked the audience to um, get into a meditative state, and I walked them through the procedure, the powering-up procedure that I use, that I talk about in my book, The Intention Experiment. That is the kind of procedure I gleaned from talking to a lot of intention masters just a simple program for how to do intention that uses all the main skills and practices that master healers use, Qigong masters, all of that. And so we got into our meditative state. And meanwhile, my website told my audience around the world to do the same. We sent just love to water. We didn't have a specific intention. We just sent it love to see what would happen. And Dr. Karatkov measured the water. He had the Various instruments. He measured it and he measured the other container of water, which was our control, which had no love sent to it, had no intention sent to it. And so he measured it before and then after our intention. And lo and behold, we changed the water by one whole pH and we. Change and there showed a, a a significant change in molecular cluster structure. So, so by we one, had a very are you powerful. You effect.
1: took the water from seven to six, or are you ta- saying you took it from seven one to seven?
0: No, we took it from um, seven to I think it was eight to nine, something eight like that. Eight
1: to nine. Wow. So
0: it was a whole pH change. So it was Im- it was impressive. We had a we had a big effect, and we had a. You know, we had a big effect with the molecular change too. So we shed, we had the evidence right then and there. Right, he he tested the water after our intention, and within about forty five minutes, we had the results. So it was very exciting for the audience. It was exciting for us, and it was exciting for the people that were around the world and and hearing about it. So now, um, we isn't were. is you know,
1: we, the? I'm sorry. sorry? Isn't Karakov the cell photon emission? Um, expert
0: yes he's the one who has created the gdb machines which are like a real-time Curlian photography so they basically measure the light coming out of living things but the way he does it which is so exciting is that um he has created this uh device that excites electrons in, uh, in the living things so that the light that comes out is much, much, many thousands of times brighter than usual. So because of that, his computerized program can pick up that information and extrapolate from it, in a sense, an aura of the living thing. And then he demonstrates through that information what areas are ill and what areas are not. And he's used this over a number of years, and he's been able to diagnose people's problems at their very infancy. He's been able to demonstrate very subtle changes in an organism or even subtle changes in in something like water. And he's used by the Russian government now to determine the health of athletes, for instance, and and many other uses. All
1: right. now, did you put this information at your website, Lynn?
0: I blogged about it. Yeah, I did when uh, when we first got back um, at so, the end of I mean, March.
1: But any did you put any of the photos? Uh, did you show the structure differences? Any of we that, showed, that? We
0: showed. We showed. I had charts, and I had I had charts from Dr. Karatkov's work. Um, he had uh-huh. created charts to show big changes. So yeah, we published it. We sent it all out.
1: So, so if the listening audience would uh, would like to see this, can they go to your website and and do you have a link or something that they can they can follow it?
0: Yes, and you know what I'll do? I will find the link and I will send it to you. So if you'd like to mention it, I'd be happy to.
1: I'll, I'll be. I'll make sure that everybody listening. Uh, well, I'll just put it on our page so that all of you out there that are listening to provocative enlightenment if you're not listening if, if you haven't joined us on provocative enlightenment at Facebook please do and I'll send it out to all of you well, uh, in the wonderful. meantime what what is the URL for your website Lynn
0: It's www.theintentionexperiment.com.
1: All right, I love your blog by the way.
0: Now. Thank you very much.
1: So so we've cleared the waters and and we changed the pH. Now I know that you know William Tiller did a lot of work on pH with just yes. intention. Tell me about wine and water. How did that go?
0: <laughs> well, that was also, I mean, I've been working a lot with water this year pretty much exclusively. And I mean, this was a kind of a fun thing that Gary Schwartz and I thought about doing. And I guess we did it, uh, we probably thought about it because it was around Christmas, and there had been the whole Dan Brown thing. Um, Dan Brown in The Lost Symbol, you probably know this. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you about, about that one. Yeah, he he wrote all about intention, the power of intention, and he, he very kindly mentioned me in his book. So um, there was a lot of that kind of Dan Brown crossover. So we thought it would be a little fun to engage the public imagination Uh, around Christmas in water into wine. And really what I was doing was playing around with pH with this experiment. So with this one, I used Gary Schwartz, and we've run several with him on this one. Um, uh, We wanted to see whether or not we could have people literally think about lowering pH. This time we wanted to take water, just ordinary tap water, and see if we could lower the pH and make it more acidic. And we wanted to make people think about this by saying moving the water down to a more acidic level makes it closer to wine. So we were trying to engage the public imagination by saying we're turning water into wine. So that's what okay. it all was about. It was really just lowering pH. But we, when people were intending this, and once again I ran this over the web with Dr. Schwartz having the water in his lab, so when I showed people uh, an image of the water, it was just a picture of the water, a photograph of the water sitting in the University of Arizona laboratory. And um, so the intention was to drop it by P- by pH and 1 pH and also to imagine it as turning water turning into wine. So we had people... Imagining the taste turning into red wine, and we had lots of photos of wine on the website, and it was all quite fun. And so we ran it twice, and we had um, we had an effect both times. It was a small effect. This was much more like a tenth of a pH, or you know, or even smaller. Nevertheless, it changed. So it was a control very interesting. Condition,
1: so you had you had a change.
0: We had a change. Yeah. Let me ask
1: you something. I'm going to ask you the tough one. Sure. Uh, Have you ever run uh, an intention experiment where you had no effect?
0: Absolutely. We had three that had no effect. We've run 21, and I think 18 have demonstrated an effect. Most of those 18 have demonstrated a significant effect, and three have shown no effect. Um, Now, one of them... We don't know. We, with one of them, we were trying with water again. We'd had robust effects running six experiments trying to make seeds grow faster. And we had four controls. And then we had four more controls. So we, it was a very well-controlled experiment, again done with the University of Arizona. So then we wanted to see what if we gave a grow instruction to the water that waters the seeds well that work as well as an intention to the seeds themselves and we got a we just got a null effect and we're not sure whether or not that's because you can't send instructions to the water or because the lab assistant who didn't really realize there might be a problem here put the samples of water in a in a high electromagnetic field and we think that Mm. might have had something to do with it but we're not sure Mm -hmm. So to, to find out, you have to run something like that a couple of times. Um, we did run another one like, no, we ran one like that, I think, and then we tried another one that seemed to, um, that got aborted completely. So that's not even in the 21. Then we ran one with um, Rustem Roy. The late Rustam Royam, sad to say, who just died, he was a materials scientist at the at Penn State University. Brilliant man who had done. He was probably one of the leading experts on water. So I thought he would be a perfect person to run these experiments with, and we ran one, looking at um, another piece of equipment um, demonstrating cluster, uh, cluster tr- molecular cluster structure change, and again. We had an inconclusive effect. We had an effect about an hour before. Now, we're not sure whether or not that has to do with the fact that there was no effect or whether it had to do with the fact that um, uh, we had an issue with our website and people could come on early. And so mm-hmm. there may have been the intention coming on early. So that problem has now been sorted with a new web team. But that's a question in our minds as to whether or not that, that was the problem. So,
1: Do you have all we're, twenty-one we're of these studies? We're very happy to
0: say when we have a small effect. I mean, I, I don't have any. I think it gives us more credibility when we have some that don't work.
1: I, I concur. Do you have all twenty-one of these studies up on your website as well?
0: I have most of them. I think we need to put up some of the water ones. They've been blogged about, but we need uh-huh. to put them officially into the experiment stuff. So I shall, you know, I will be doing that over the. The next month, we've got uh, most of the material to our web folk, and they're just in the process of putting it together. So we'll have it. They're but they're mostly up to date.
1: Okay. Now you 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 mentioned your website, and you've mentioned how you get everybody that belongs to your website. You actually have an intention community. So for our listeners, tell us how the intention community works. How they could get involved and in participating.
0: Okay. Well, we have a bunch of co- intention communities. First of all, we have uh, the experiments themselves. And if you join on our website, um, you automatically get all kinds of intention updates. You find out when the next next experiments are. You get my weekly blog. You get all the information about the community. You can join the community, and the community does all sorts of stuff. We just switched our community site. So we've got even more functionality, and we've got all sorts of quizzes. I've got a quiz I'm about to launch that is looking for my biggest fan. (laughs) So I'm going to have a very tough quiz to find out who's really read the intention experiment very well. So that's going to be kind of fun. And the winner gets to um, not only gets a free teleseminar, but is going to have a chat with me personally. I want to talk to them personally and just chat about them and chat about intention. So we are doing we do all sorts of stuff like that. But we've also started, I mean, people are feeling so powerless. So I've started a daily intention that people can follow, both on my community and on my various Facebook and, and um, Twitter pages. And that, they can find out about that in, in coming to my fan page and, and a variety of, and as I say, a daily intention page. So we're doing that kind of thing. We're, we're testing in the laboratory. We also do an intention of the week. We have somebody with a health challenge. Um, You know, when people have a health challenge, they write in, and every week we choose someone, and the whole community sends healing intention to them. So I guess what, what my intention work is all about is looking at intention as a philanthropic exercise and not one about, you know, getting more money. It's not looking, I'm looking at abundance, but through giving.
1: Marvelous, marvelous. I'm, I'm going to now ask you something very provocative, Lynn, especially since you just said <laughs> You know I like that. <laughs> you know, this is provocative enlightenment. When intentions are as different as, say, the radical terrorists of Islam, and I'm speaking of the radical, and the way of life lives, say, in the Western world, in particularly America, what's the result? I mean, do we have an intention war that's going on?
0: Well... The the sad news is that intent power, uh, powerful intentions can be positive or negative. There's no moral decision on what's the most powerful intention. I mean, there's been, and I've put a lot of evidence about this in in the intention experiment. Right. People with a negative intention can be just as more as powerful as somebody with a powerfully positive intention. Um, usually, the thing that that determines who is the most powerful and what prevails is. How organized that person is, how ordered they are in their thinking, how well they do in their intention practice. And for instance, a Qigong master sending, destroying mind to something is very powerful mm-hmm. because he's an intention master. He's practiced. He uses the techniques. You know, He's focused his mind like a laser. He knows how to get into that highly energized, focused state. He knows how to be specific. All those things aid intention. But... What I've done on my... Now, my daily intentions that I suggest the audience do are really directed toward global problems, and one of the ones we did for 9-11 was to ask Christians and Muslims to send love, understanding, and forgiveness to each other. So the idea is that the intention is really about unity and not trying to have a, a, um, a war, and also... Not to use negative intention. I mean, I was asked to lead a group to do intention for the Gulf when there was the oil deep water horizon uh, spill. And I suggested on the intention that we must send positive intention to BP. Instead of trying to demonize them, it's really important that we, because they're the guys who are creating the, the solution. And right. so, whatever we think about how they've handled things, we have to send them a positive intention so that they'll do it well and stop it. So, my, I tend to suggest that people try to get into their own highest good, go into their moral high ground, and, um, and send a positive, the best and the most positive intention they can.
1: All right. And that let it see be embracing and not
0: divisive.
1: Right. Let's see if we can take a phone call. before I mean, We've just got a couple of minutes left. You, you, obviously, we're going to have to bring you back, but we're going to have to bring you back with a full hour, too, Lynn. Don't we'll get I'm stuck in London traffic. Sydney from Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. You're on the line with Lynn McTaggart on the air. How are you today?
4: I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. And uh, so our pleasure. I'm so glad I tuned in. Um, Lynn, I have a question for you. I have a friend who's uh, very young, um, in her 30s picture of health, just got pulled into the hospital, and shes they're having testing done, and all kinds of things are happening to her right now, and we don't know where it's coming from, and I was looking at your website for your books, and I was wondering which book would be good to give her right now, something that she could really focus on. Would it be the intention experiment or the mm-hmm. field?
0: Well, a lot of people who are ill said that they found a great deal of hope in the field. But I think in terms of her using intention to get well, I would recommend the intention experiment. And you're welcome to put her forward uh, for our intention of the week. We'd be happy to do that and just get our whole community to send intention for her. I will do that. And
4: can I ask one more question? Sure, go ahead, quick. would, Would you have something on iTunes that we can download on an iPod?
0: Oh gosh you know um, I think I did something for the Gulf. I know there's a lot of um, a lot of um, things of mine on um, on YouTube and okay. we have some things on our website so consult that and consult YouTube uh, in terms of me running an intention I know it's on YouTube and we also have our own YouTube community. If you come on to our community you'll get some information about it.
4: Thank you very much.
1: Thank Check you. out her podcast as well, Sydney. There are a couple of podcasts from interviews that she's done out there, too.
4: Thank you very much. I look forward You're to it. more welcome. Thank
1: you. Lynn, in 45 seconds or less, <laughs> tell our listening audience the best way to get a hold of you.
0: The best way to get a hold of me is via my website or Facebook. You can come on to my Facebook page. My my page is now maxed out, but I've got a fan page, and I've also got a daily intention experiment page. So if you look at either of those, you can come on to that. And please join our community because then you'll hear from me personally.
1: All right, I'll tell you, if 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 there is a condition that you uh, have entertained uh, uh, as as a difficult one. Put your intention at Lynn's website and uh, test it out for yourself. Lynn McTaggart, it's a pleasure to have you on our show. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, We've come to the end of another hour of provocative enlightenment, and I want to thank all of you for joining us, and I do hope that you enjoyed our show, and will join us again next week, same time and same place. Remember, Ravinder has got a very special surprise for you all next week. It costs you nothing. Well, I suppose it'll take, uh, well, I can't even tell you that. I, I am mum's the word on it, but I guarantee you it is something people have paid uh, upwards of $500 for. So be sure enjoying us. And remember, until
3: next week, believing in yourself always matters.